Hello, 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 hello. Welcome. How's everybody doing? Welcome to another episode of Not Rocket Science, the podcast that talks about the intersectional relationship between business culture and technology. What's going on? This is Sean Cully. I am your host on this show coming at you live Thursday night. Thursday night and it is gross out. It's about 42 degrees and raining and windy and I hear the extra satellite cable that dangles off my apartment building whacking my air conditioner right now so might cause a little disturbance but that's okay. That is okay. We are powering through but uh yeah it's officially uh crappy weather season here in New York. Not into it i don't know why i always start the show with a weather update but it's just it's tradition it's just tradition at this point anyway so what we gonna be discussing today um i'm just gonna spend today talking about uh my take on an article that i read coming home today from work about a little hot new startup called YouTube. Yep, YouTube it, tube it, tube it. They, uh, 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 uh. All right. So today, it seems like YouTube is rolling out. I don't know why I just did that before, but YouTube is rolling out a brand spanking new design for their homepage. Um. Me doing experience design and experience uh, user research, things like that, this kind of catches my eye. Whenever a major company does a major redesign or redesigns a major part of their business or a major customer-facing component of their business, at least, you know, it's worth talking about. People love talking about companies redesigning things. Usually you get the most buzz with logos like Uber. <clears throat> Fail. Remember when Uber redesigned their logo like four years ago to that weird blue thing? And then they switched it back real quick and went super simple. Um, Yeah, that was a memorable one that stuck out. But, uh... You know, people love to gossip when companies redesign anything. And for a brand like YouTube, the the homepage is a big deal. That is a big deal. That's the hub. That is home base for how the entire world consumes video content, more or less. Think about that. How the entire freaking world consumes information via video which is a much more popular medium for information consumption than at any other point in the history of video. Or history, period, I guess. Um, 
So, let's read this article on TechCrunch. They kind of break it down in terms of everything that YouTube's announced will be updated and changed. They even have GIFs that show the before and after, and then they touch up on some of the, I guess, bigger concerns or uh, sticking points when it comes to YouTube's responsibility or lack of responsibility. I'll get to all of that and uh, will give my take on each change. Um, I'm just going to kind of go through the article and we'll take it from there. Um, so it starts just by announcing how the homepage is getting a makeover with the major or at least most notable change being that they are taking out videos per row. So you know how YouTube is now where there's like just rows of videos that are in different categories. They're almost like carousels in a way. Um, but th- there's no arrows. It's like they're just rows of content, rows of content, rows of content, recommended, channels that you watch something else for, whatever. And in the old world, YouTube has five videos per row. And that's how it's been for a while, as far as I can really remember, although I don't remember the early days of YouTube as far as... um how many you know how many videos were in a row on the home page but i remember the basic style uh now in this new world we're living in we're gonna get only four videos per row <gasps> oh my god but the container width meaning the section where those videos populate is staying the same which means all of the four videos per row now scale up so everything's bigger or at least the imagery is bigger um, the the avatar thumbnail for the creator below the video is now going to be visible, so it makes it easier if you recognize what channels you subscribe to based on their their avatar their avatar or their uh, profile photo. Um, it just you know makes that recognition quicker, and um, it also allows more characters to be visible. Um, for the video title. So if you notice now, if there's a really long video on YouTube, the characters get truncated at a certain point, and now there's just more space, so more, because they're not, the font size isn't increasing um, from what I'm looking at based on these images. So what they're doing instead is allowing more characters in the row, and also that, like I said before, now having that uh, channel creator avatar also in that same section where the video title is and all that and the view count and yada 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 so that's the main change that doesn't sound like that big of a deal but a people get super fickle about this stuff b um i've never done actual user testing around you know video thumbnails or anything like that but what i can say is i have done user testing around um product cards i've also researched this so if you shop on a website like a store e-commerce store some websites have three product cards per row some have four some have five some crazy ones even have six or more um but how you reach that decision you usually research and what you do is you measure um how fast someone can find information so you say like if it's like, uh, you know, Lululemon, 
and you lay out rows of product cards and you ask the person that you want, you know, you want to find a maroon yoga pants with some new hyper flex technology. I just totally made that up. We're going to roll with it. We're going to roll with hyper flex maroon yoga pants on Lululemon. If you wanted to test how many um, rows your Lululemon website should have as far as stacking product cards per row, what you do is you would have three versions. Let's say you have one with three cards per row, but they're very big. You have one with four cards per row, and then you have one with five cards per row. And you test people, and you say, try to find you know the maroon yoga pants with the hyperflex or whatever. And they go in, they look for it, and then you take uh, timed tests. So you keep track of how long it takes them to find um, the pants. Now, that's a very basic, 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 basic version. It can get way more complex than that. But point being is when it comes to making these types of design decisions, there's usually some sort of testing and understanding that goes with also the business um, side of the equation as far as you know needing to surface certain things more prominently or less prominently. But the point is, is there's usually some methodology behind how they reach this conclusion. Um, so the benefit is, I think, for the consumer videos, it's a lot easier to recognize what you're looking for and you know the the, the uh, account behind the video the downside is it's one less slot per row for account creators to get on that home page so it's, there's just less real estate there's less real estate horizontally and vertically because now that they're taller thumbnails you know it it takes scrolling more to see the next row so just some things to keep in mind um, as far as how this benefits certain people and it hurts other people. And I'm sure all of these things were carefully evaluated. But overall, from the testing I've done in the past, four product cards per row is pretty good. From the testing I did with product cards in the past, um, the four card row performed very well. However, the only argument against it really is and typically people absorb content as individual bits more clearly when it's when a row of content is in odd numbers not even for some reason when something's even numbered um it generally is absorbed as one cohesive whole whereas if it's an odd number like 3 or 5 your brain just takes things in as individual chunks, not as one cohesive whole as much. Um, that's generally why a lot of SaaS companies, when they show you like their plans, like the pricing for their plans, they're usually there's usually three plans. There's like the basic one, then the recommended one that's always in the middle, and then the advanced one. They they pick three because it's just a well known principle in marketing that presenting things as three work really well but for video thumbnails you know there's not enough content i think to justify three really big video thumbnails per row um so i think four is okay so that is the biggest change and that's just my take on it i think overall it's going to be a positive people might freak out at first but i think like anything when there's change everyone eventually forgets remember when instagram redesigned their app and their logo and everyone freaked out for like 10 minutes exactly 
Um, I think overall this is actually a really positive update. So what else? Uh, YouTube says it's also removing some of the content shelves, according to TechCrunch. Those are the areas that organize videos by channels and topics. The new homepage will still show some of the same videos, but they won't be grouped into shelves anymore. Instead, YouTube's new design shows videos and shelves like breaking news, top news, when it makes sense. That makes sense a lot because whatever algorithm is fueling how those videos get categorized and fed to you, it just doesn't make sense. Another thing that they're removing, according to this article, um, or adding, I should say, is the ability to remove videos from that like up next column on the right when you're watching a video. That and the content drawers on the homepage drive me crazy. They drive me crazy. I'm so happy that they're fixing that because like, you can watch one video Right, you can watch like one random video. You see some crazy like dance on, you know, Dancing with the Stars or like some TV show or whatever. You can look up how to do that dance. You could look one video on how to do tech house shuffling out of curiosity, and like YouTube's gonna think you're that EDM girl getting down with the light up shoes at Hard Fest. They're gonna think you're that girl, and for the next two days, three days, four days, week, everything you're gonna get is like tech house shuffle dance videos i remember another time um because i'm trying to learn spanish right now somehow they served me up this video of this grandma in a shack it's like mexican grandma in a shack and she has this super super popular cooking channel no one really knows about it because it's all in spanish no one in, in uh in the united states that only speaks english really knows about it but it gets like millions of views all Spanish, like Spanish, Spanish, not like Pero Like or something like that. It's BuzzFeed Spanish. No, this is like real deal Spanish. She's in this like shack where like the um the roof is kind of open. Like you can see the sun coming in. And there's no like windows, and she, it's over like a clay pot and like a stone oven. She's cooking all this really good looking Mexican food. But I watched the video once. One video, I was just, I was just curious because it looked like something out of the 1800s, to be honest. And uh, it was cool, and I was able to pick up some of what she was saying. But my feed the next day on the homepage, it was just her videos everywhere. Everywhere. This old Mexican granny, this little abuelita cooking up all kinds of good stuff was everywhere. And I was just like, what the hell? You t-? I watched one video. One video. You think I would have been stalking this lady for months. Anyway, I'm just saying, the ability to customize that up next and not have YouTube's algorithms bunch things in these random categories that don't make any sense based on frequency of views. Um, I'm glad that they realize their algorithms don't are not as smart as they want them to be. Because that's what it seems like. It seems like they think they're smarter than they actually are. Because a lot of those homepage categories made no sense. No sense. Anyway, also another cool thing about this new don't recommend option that you can do on the homepage where you don't recommend the channel, similar to Instagram's like see less of this option. Um, is that it doesn't block the channel, but it just makes it go away. But if you do a search, it still comes up. Um, it just gets it off that homepage, which is the most 
expensive real estate in all of the uh, YouTube ecosystem, uh, you can say. So I'm glad they introduced this. This is like a feature, do not recommend channel option, where it has like the little ellipses at the right side of the video. You click on that for the more the extra options. It's going to be this new thing that I feel like they've had on maybe their app or something, but now it's going to be on the site. Okie dokie. What else? What else? What else? Oh, all right. I don't have an Android. I'm Team Apple. Reluctantly, I do not love what Apple's been doing the past few years, but hey, they got me early. Steve Jobs got me when he was still around early. I was kind of, you know, indoctrinated into the iOS OSX ecosystem, and now I just don't want to learn something new. But uh, supposedly for the YouTube Android app that I'm totally unfamiliar with, there was a new feature earlier this year that lets users select their favorite topics and customize their home feed and um, related videos and all that stuff. And that feature will make its way to the desktop and tablets. Not today, like the homepage is getting uh, launched today, but in the near future, whatever that is. Near future can really be anything. What is near future? Is near future next week? Is it two months? I mean, it's all relative, right? Something next year is the near future compared to 70 years from now. So what does that mean, YouTube? What does it mean? Anyway, um, so those are the major updates. Then the TechCrunch article does the whole, like, you know, social awareness thing where they talk about all changes today are big boost, readability, and usability, though some creators say they might be a double-edged sword. I touched up on this earlier, but on one hand, creators of the videos are being given more real estate on the homepage for their own brand building, but on the other, decreased homepage density means fewer spots available to showcase videos, blah, 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 blah. I already talked about that. Latter changes focused on allowing users more direct input into videos, um, to which videos are shown to them. At a time when YouTube has come under pressure, along with social media companies, for helping spread hate speech, disinformation by the way of algorithms that continually adapt to display more of what people want no matter how terrible so yeah it's the whole moral dilemma is like is youtube responsible to you know censor certain content that seems at scale in terms of the masses you know some bs conspiracy theory or uh some content that has the schism that racism running in it um I don't know. I go back and forth on this, but I go back and forth on this because YouTube's basically rated PG in the sense that any, any you know, nine-year-old this day and age knows how to go on YouTube and find things. Nine-year-old, there's some stuff on YouTube nine-year-olds should not be watching. You know what I mean? And I know there's the age-restricted thing that YouTube has, but you, know, you can get around that easily. If you're a clever nine-year-old, you can so get around that easily. Um, so that's my real concern. I don't really care about adults, you know, going on these conspiracy theory deep dives and getting brainwashed. It's like, if it's not going to be on YouTube, it's going to be somewhere on Google. You know what I mean? When there's a will, there's a way. And I think people need to... Because the other thing is the same thing with people blah, 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 about, you know, binging on Netflix too much. It's like... Take some damn responsibility for your actions. A little bit. 
YouTube is always going to do YouTube. They're always going to do what's best for them. And what's best for them is you wasting your life and staying on YouTube and digesting their content. That's what's good for YouTube. That's what YouTube's going to do because YouTube has to make money as a business. It's that simple. YouTube isn't your best friend. It's not your favorite teacher in high school. It's not your favorite college professor. It is a it is a platform running on robot technology with capitalist motivations. Period. That's what it is. I mean, they're owned by Google for Christ's sake. It's Google. It is Google. And what is Google in the show Silicon Valley? Google is Hooli. It is the pillar of technological evil. <laughs> well, I guess you could make the argument Facebook is these days, but you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. So, you know, if you think anyone should care that you got brainwashed into watching cat videos all weekend and couldn't, you know, hit the gym like you planned, jokes on you, buddy. Jokes on you. No one cares. But not to sidetrack too too far, but um, overall, I do think the design changes are better for the consumer, the person who goes there and just looks and glances at the homepage and figures out what to watch, what's new, because it is kind of like a news site, too, in a way. I mean, I get a lot of news from uh, news companies that post clips on YouTube, so having the categories for breaking news that makes a ton of sense the bigger product or video cards makes a ton of sense to me people do scroll more but there's always this weird balance of like over relying on people scrolling versus trying to limit scrolling and having more information above the fake fold that doesn't exist anymore i mean i hope you guys know above the fold when you walk you know you're in your office and some person walks into a meeting and they have all these concerns about some new website design and like i need this above the fold like above the fold doesn't exist on every device the fold as in the bottom of the viewport is different above the fold is an old newspaper term that describes the front page of the newspaper before where the newspaper folds that's what it is i think that might be common sense but i'm not sure so i said it anyway so um, that debate's going to go in circles forever, but overall, I think YouTube's homepage, at least the old version, was a little too jam-packed with, com- with content, so I think um, relying a little bit more, I mean, it's, we're talking very little, because we're just talking about the added height of the new, uh, the added height that comes with the new, the new, the new, the new video thumbnails um it just makes you have to scroll a little bit more to see the next row and a little bit more to see the next row but it really at the end of the day isn't a big deal it really isn't um so i hope this kind of summarized all the changes that youtube is making to their homepage. i tried to actually prepare my thoughts for this episode so i'm not just spitballing off the top of the dome um And I hope some of the insight I might have had in my career that kind of shapes my opinion on these things might be, I don't know, maybe somewhat interesting. Who knows? Who knows? But 
If you like this episode and you wouldn't mind leaving a review on the App Store, Podcast Store, iTunes Store, whatever it is these days, Apple Music Store, Google Play Store, that would be super awesome. And uh, if you guys have any comments, questions, etc., as usual, hit us up at NRS underscore show on Twitter and Instagram or send us an email at not rocket science show at gmail.com. See more Google, more freaking Google. We even even we use Google. It is what it is. I don't know. I bow to my technology overlords. Um but yeah, that's it. I just wanted to do a rundown of these new changes to Google's homepage from a design standpoint, from a moral standpoint, from a technological standpoint. Because I'm a digital design nerd, so I nerd out over this stuff. And hopefully, if you're still listening by now, you do too. So, that is it. Those are my thoughts on the new YouTube homepage redesign. Hope you guys have an awesome, awesome upcoming week, despite the weather going from pretty meh to straight up terrible. It's supposed to snow tomorrow a little bit. But uh, anyway, that's it. That's all I got. This is Sean Cully, your host, signing off till next time, and as always, bam.